Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Friday to you, Golden Eagle fans, listening across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in beautiful downtown Laurel. Bob off today, but I hope your week has gone well and it's a beautiful day as we get ready for a uh, a weekend. Maybe some of your kids are have gone back to school today, and maybe that's happening next week as you get ready. But I just want to maybe pull away for a little bit and uh, talk about Southern Miss. So happy to have Athletics Director Jeremy McLean will join us here in just a moment. And he's going to be with us two segments today to get into the exciting news yesterday. Southern Miss with seven home games, uh, Tennessee Tech and Tulane uh, now replacing Jackson State and Auburn, and so excited to talk to Mr. McLean in just uh, a minute. Dickie's Barbecue Pit brings you the first segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Some of the best barbecue in the world, house smoked meat, stuffed baked potatoes, classic slides. They even will create stuff. Smothered fries, uh, mac stacks, mac and cheese on top of brisket, uh, all those ribs and, and sausage and, and great stuff. So go visit the home team. Uh, outside Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg or in a community near you. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, cooked here, loved everywhere. So happy to have uh, Jeremy McLean joining us now, the athletics director for the University of Southern Mississippi. And Jeremy, um, well done, sir. That's our, our fan base, uh, online forums, social media. People have been singing your praises, boss, and uh, well done in a very short period of time. Seven home games for the Golden Eagles this year. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I always enjoy getting a chance to uh, visit with you guys and, and uh, appreciate the, the feedback. It's, uh, you know, to say it's been a, a crazy time would be, would be an understatement. Um, not something any of us have planned for or, or ever been through. And so, um, to be, to be shuffling schedules at this point in the year is obviously not ideal. And, uh, you know, just, just feel, um, you know, blessed and fortunate to end up where we did. And uh, we're obviously kind of taking it one day at a time right now, but we're in a good spot, I think, from a schedule standpoint and uh, give our give our student-athletes and, co- and coaches an opportunity to be successful. Second time in school history um, with seven home games. I vaguely remember the 1920 season when we had uh, seven <laughs> home games, but interesting enough, Tulane was, was on that schedule, I think, as a freshman game. But Jeremy, we've seen, um, you know, across, uh, the, the country, especially yesterday with Middle Tennessee and Troy scheduling two games against each other in the same season. How important was you? And, and, and just a minute, I want us to kind of walk through the timeline, you know, over the last, uh, two weeks, really. How important was you when, when Jackson State and Auburn came open to not get in a situation where you had to schedule two teams, uh, for, or, or the same team twice, I should say, in yeah. the regular season to really try to get, you know, some quality opponents to replace those two that you lost. Yeah, you know, it's 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 really tricky, probably even beyond what um, 
what most people would imagine. I, I think the first thing that happened, obviously, was Jackson State um, with the SWAC making that decision. And we kind of got a little heads up that was coming. So we had started some conversations with two or three teams because obviously what happens is once once you have a league pull out, then then there's a lot of games um, that that come off people's schedule, and a lot of people begin begin to look for those, you know, to fill those spots. And so we had started those conversations. We had two or three teams on the hook and and are, are having conversations with them anyway. And, and so ended up Tennessee Tech ended up being the best fit and and kind of made sense from a contract standpoint. So the focus was to get that FCS game back on the schedule. And uh, obviously at that point we still had Auburn. Um, you know, still still on the schedule. So we were really focused on getting that FCS done. And, and again, Tennessee Tech made the most sense. And you're going to hear me say this a few times, but what what we had to do and what, you know, really on both sides of this is you're trying to find teams that can get on a bus and travel to you and not, you know, you're not, you're not in a situation where people are wanting to get on a plane any more than they need to. And so for us, they, you know, Tennessee Tech was, was obviously a, a bus trip and, um, ended up making a lot of sense for us, and, and that came together pretty quickly. So September, or I'm sorry, or, or July 21st, can't get my month right, July 21st, SWAC makes the announcement. Um, you said you knew that was coming. How, how quickly was the turnaround to, to lock Tennessee Tech in after that? You know, it was it was really a few days, to be honest with you. Uh, we it obviously, takes, it obviously takes a little time to get contracts signed on both sides, but we had a verbal agreement, you know, probably within – uh, two days, two or three days of, of that kind of uh, dropping. So again, we had tried to get out in front of that just so we had some options, and and uh, so we really had that one at least verbally agreed upon um, pretty quickly after um, the swag made the decision to, uh, to to not play this fall. So everybody was kind of waiting on the SEC. It started leaking early last week. They were looking at a conference only schedule. It drops on July twenty eighth. Um, that that's a big hit. Uh, I think uh, yeah. a, a lot of people uh, were able to file information requests and see that we had already got some of that money from Auburn. Yeah. Um, you know, four hundred thousand or whatever it was they had to pay for for last year. But it's still it's still a big hit, and maybe we can talk about that later. But so now you've got a hole, um, and you had a road game. How did you end up able to get Tulane to come to Hattiesburg for September twenty sixth? Yeah, you know it's. Uh, <laughs> I won't say it's a long story. It's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting path. I think when you lose that game, obviously, and like you said, it's a big hit financially. Um, and so the problem is with the SEC going to conference only, there aren't a lot of other guaranteed games out there to be had. Uh, you had the ACC that had a plus one situation. You had uh, the Big 12. But they already had people, and most of them had people on their schedule that they were going to try to work work through that with or they were trying to find teams that could bust to them and so again that didn't really fit our situation and so we quickly began to move to try to find a situation someone close to us that had similar open dates that we could come to an agreement with and and so you know i mentioned earlier the challenges of trying to do this what what, what's hard is you know, even if we if you get a home game or you go on the road, it's 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 the return trip that's difficult because most of our schedules are full for the next five or six years, and so you know we just we're able to reach an agreement and and, and the AD at Tulane and I are uh, known each other for quite some time and um, we obviously have games on the on the books already and had a chance to play in a bowl game against each other last year, but really it lined up well for both of us because 
they can get on a bus and come the day of if they want to do that uh, day of the game and you know not 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 be not be in a disadvantaged situation um, and really they're not sure yet how many fans are going to be get, to get into their stadium uh, even later in the year and so we just talked about we gave them a few extra tickets you know assuming you know making some assumptions on what we're going to be able to do from a capacity standpoint so we just gave them enough tickets to make them feel comfortable uh, and I you know it's 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 a few hundred don't get me wrong but um, but that way at least their fans could come and see their parents could come and see their their uh, uh, student athletes play and so we just talked through that and it made the most sense for them just to come to us and so it's a one-time game uh, you know with them coming to Hattiesburg and and we've got another four-game series coming up with them over the next several years. But uh, it just ended up lining up for everybody, and, and it just goes back to relationships, you know. And like I said, I, Troy Dannon and I have known each other for a long time, and, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it lined up, fortunately lined up for us where we could get it done quickly. So, yeah, so we walked through yesterday the four-game series coming up. So this game will not impact that four-game series at all. There will still be two trips to New Orleans, two trips to Hattiesburg. Correct, correct. This is just an add-on okay. with them coming to us, and again, you know, we were just fortunate that it made sense because of our proximity and 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 their ability to, you know, like I said, allow their parents to come watch, uh, come watch a game, and and they're not sure they're going to get to do that in their stadium, uh, and hopefully they do. But I think there's just a lot of unanswered questions right now for them. The other big announcement yesterday: the South Alabama game moved to Thursday. We haven't played on a Thursday in quite a while. It may have been when. Long time ago, when old people like me were playing, Jeremy. But uh, the, the yeah. rationale, the decision to move to Thursday with South Alabama, how did that come about, and what, yeah, what was the thinking it, behind it was, that? Yeah, it was multi. It was multi-layered, to be honest with you. Um, we um, really a couple things happened. Number one, back in maybe early June, we moved our academic calendar up a week to August seventeenth. Normally, we would have started on August twenty-fourth. What that does is it, it really cuts into your camp time and preparation time from a player-coach uh, standpoint because you don't have as many days before classes start. And so that was one thing we began to talk about is how do we, how do we um, you know, make up some ground since we lost that with our academic calendar movement. So that was one piece of the puzzle. But really a more pressing issue was, you know, with this schedule we have four home games to start the season. And we're all entering a pretty kind of un- some unknown territory. And so for us, we felt like having, you know, as opposed to having five days, having having seven, eight, nine days to really work days to get some things done and, and prepare between game one and game two in the stadium and kind of with our student athletes and with our team and make adjustments from a health standpoint really was most important for us. And that's how we ended up moving that game back a couple of days. Makes perfect sense. I'm glad you're in charge. Uh, Jeremy, you want to hang around with us for one more segment, if possible? You bet, man. Happy to do it. Awesome. We'll continue after this break with Athletics Director Jamie McLean on the Eagle Hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back on Super Talk Mississippi. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on the last day of the work week, Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Thank you for joining us. Second segment of the Eagle Hour. 
Brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, right across the street from the administration building at Southern Miss, the big yellow building. I just uh, went down there last weekend, and I got me a, a, a license tag for the front of my truck. I got me a hitch receiver with the Southern Miss stuff. You can get you the hat I'm actually wearing here in the First Bank Studio in Laurel. got it from Campus Bookmark. You can go see them uh, in person at Hardy Street, or you can always shop online, campusbookmark.net. And we are so thankful for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studio in Laurel, Bob off today, Brandon pushing all the right buttons at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. We continue with Athletics Director Jeremy McLean. Jeremy, we were just talking about uh, moving the uh, the South Alabama game, uh, picking up Tennessee Tech and Tulane. And so, you know, there, there will be possibly a few people that can't make it to the Thursday night game. But at the same token, I know from an athletic department, you guys are thrilled. There's going to be no change in, in ticket prices. I can go home and tell my dad. Uh, I was talking to him on the phone yesterday, Jeremy. He's been season ticket holder forever and i said hey dad you're gonna get an extra game for free and he always likes that uh (laughs) that sound so if somebody can't come to the south alabama game they're basically getting another game on the schedule for free yeah we we were hopeful that would ease any heartburn that uh, having to move that thursday night created kind of kind of late in the process here so you know uh, we appreciate all our season ticket holders and can them kind of hanging in there with us for sure I know um, in your release yesterday about the new schedule, um, some some stuff that's still in the works that you guys will be releasing pretty soon. And that's the biggest question is, yeah. we've got all these home games, and somebody was laughing yesterday, the one season that we get seven home games, we may not even be able to watch them. <laughs> um, but it looks like right now that we will have fans uh, for Southern Miss football games. Yeah, that's our that's what we're anticipating. We are, we're working right now to um, kind of get some confirmation, if you will, from – uh, state and local health officials, just trying to make sure we we uh, cross our T's and dot our I's and everybody's on the same page. You know, I will. I do think there will be some capacity. Uh, I also think it'll be a you know a, a very reduced capacity. And so um, you know that again, we're we're waiting on that final word. We want to put all this information out together and say here's what we're doing from a safety standpoint. Here's how we're treating you know tailgating Eagle Walk. Here's how many people we can get into the stadium. And so those are things we'll be able to share soon, but we are, what we didn't want to do, and, and I get, if some people have, have you know, it's been a little impatient with it, I get that. Um, what we didn't want to do was put information out and then have to retract that and, 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 you know, put new information out. So we've tried to wait and hold off just as long as we can and still give uh, people plenty of time to plan. And so our effort, you know, as we move into this, is really going to be to take care of our season ticket holders as we, you know, as we try to figure out uh, how many people we can have in the stadium, those kind of things, that'll be our first point of emphasis. And obviously we're going to take care of our students as well and provide them an opportunity uh, to be at a game. But it will be it will be a reduced capacity. So we're we're just working through that process and, you know, be able to ho- hopefully we'll be able to share that um, next week and give give people plenty of time to prepare. It's good news uh, for that there will be people in in the rock to watch football. You know, one of the things that we've joked about on this show, uh, we were joking the other day that you know the last time that uh, the Conference USA website got updated was when uh, Dewey defeated Truman supposedly back in 1948. But uh, there hadn't been much out of the Conference USA website. Is that because that the commissioners, uh, the commissioner and and the powers that be? 
uh, they they kind of let y'all make the best decisions for your each university, or what has the communication between ADs and Conference USA been during, especially the last few weeks with all the scheduling up in the air? Sure, uh, you know, in, in spite of the lack of updates at the website, I can tell you they, you know, we've been meeting um, at least once a week. Uh, early on, it was three times a week. Sometimes it's twice a week since March, and so the ADs have have been staring at each other on a on on, the, on their screens for uh, several months now and working through some decisions. So the conference has allowed us, obviously, to make decisions um, capacity-wise, you know, what we're going to do with our programs, because we're all in different situations, you know, depending on where people are around the country. Um, But there has been some cohesiveness and, you know, a plan on what we're going to do during the season, testing-wise on a weekly basis, who can be on the sidelines, how we're going to handle officials, you know, all the things that you have to prepare for, those are there are a lot of conversations that are taking place at the conference level to try to decide those things. And then obviously we're we are in you know, continuous discussion about what's happening on the national level and, you know, scheduling and how we want to handle this and, you know, what's our what's gonna be our approach. And so there has been a lot of discussion, uh, like I said, weekly and some, sometimes twice a week. And um, you know, so we, we, we have been assisting each other the best we can. Uh, to try to do this, and, and I, I realize that hadn't been you know public, but uh, uh, the conference office has been facilitating a lot of that. Jeremy McLean, athletics director for Southern Miss, on your radio right now. Jeremy, uh, I, I guess the the biggest. Uh, elephant in the corner of the room for Southern Miss fans as they, you know, read different programs in Power Five conferences, you know, Wisconsin, the latest, you know, may lose uh, up to an excess of $100 million this year. Um, how, I, I guess, what people have been wondering is, how are we doing financially and, you know, being honest with the loss of some revenue, how are we yeah. paying our bills? How are we going to pay our bills this fall and this school year? Well, you know, there's, there's, there's some challenges in front of us. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. And, and obviously we've talked about losing games and we're going to have reduced capacity and, and, you know, and, and people's situations are different. You know, probably we'll see a reduction in giving um, throughout the year in some areas. And, and so those are things that we've tried to prepare for. And um, so we have started the pro- we started the process in June of, Hey, how do we anticipate some of these, these uh, reductions in revenue? And so we've, We've cut expenses. We've not filled positions. We've we've started making adjustments in anticipation of revenues being short. Now, again, there's still going to be some great challenges in front of us, but this is all relative. You know, for us, the numbers aren't nearly as much as they are for some larger institutions just because uh, our budget isn't as large. But, you know, if we're talking they're going to suffer a 10 or 20% hit, then, you know, we're looking at some of the same challenges. So... Uh, one of the positives for us is that, you know, our, uh, across campus, you know, um, you know, from an enrollment standpoint, a lot of good things happen and I think people are excited to come back to school. All those things matter to us just like they do, uh, other parts of campus. So there are some positives there that I think are gonna, are gonna help us, um, you know, fight off some of the challenges. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, we're gonna need everybody, um, you know, if, if we're gonna, even if we have a reduced capacity and, and you know, we're playing football games, uh, we're going to need everyone continuing to support what we're trying to do. You know, this is going to be the most critical time we've had in, you know, in decades, to be honest with you, just because of, of the things you mentioned, uh, reductions in revenue across the board. And so the next year or two uh, are going to be critical, and, and we're going to be calling on our folks to assist us and, and try to push through that. And, again, I know everyone's 
situation is a little bit different. But if people can do it, uh, we're going to be leaning on them to try to continue to support uh, the calls. And, uh, you know, we've got to just focus on coming out the other side of this in a, in a stronger, better way. And, and that's where our focus has been. And it means that, you know, in the short term, there may be some pain. And we're going to have to forego some things from a budget standpoint that we're used to doing. And uh, so folks know there's not a lot of fat on the bone for us from a budget standpoint. We're, we're trying to be very smart with what we do and very strategic about how we spend our dollars. Everybody's in in this together for sure. We've been talking football, but we make a big deal about all the other sports at Southern Miss. So you look at 2019 soccer schedule. Lady yeah. Eagles uh, this year will be kicking off literally in like two days. A lot of people excited about Jay Ladner's incoming recruiting class. A lot of people pumped up about basketball season. Where does Southern Miss and Conference USA land right now with soccer and basketball and some of the other sports? Yeah, we've had uh, we have had some changes in volleyball and soccer, which are two two team sports that happen first here during the season. None of them they actually uh, we've had some cancellations, so both of those sports will start um, after September first, and uh, so they've been pushed back a little bit. Um, and then you know from that standpoint, it's it's just like we are with football. We're taking it one day at a time and and, and monitoring things closely. And some of that will depend on what our opponents do. We lost some games in those sports just like we did in football. And um, so we're going to take it and monitor it as closely as we can as we as we get closer to, to opening day. And, um, you know, and, and, and with basketball, it'll be, it'll be the same thing. And, and obviously we start talking about basketball, just like volleyball, you're talking about a sport that's inside. And what does that change for us? And, and how does that affect how we, uh, how we have to socially distance and, 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 what do we have to do from a protocol standpoint? Those are things we're beginning to start to have to dig into as we kind of shift our focus. And so, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's a, a cliche, I know, but it is an absolute fluid situation, and we're trying to just take it a little bit at a time and, and make as best preparation as we can. So I'm excited about basketball as well, as long with the other fall sports. It's just a matter of trying to proceed cautiously and make sure we can get there. And, uh, you know, I we're – talking around the office the other day it's every time we make a decision you know it feels like something happens nationally to um not not necessarily undercut that but maybe affect what we've done and so we're just going to have to stay diligent about uh, about our process and not get discouraged and uh, that's where we're at right now jeremy 15 seconds left what's your favorite thing about being the ad at southern miss uh the people yeah I, I, I love our folks and uh whether it be our coaches or student athletes or fans uh, you know, the people who are passionate about what we're doing and, and love Southern Miss. And that's something I, I enjoy being a part of. We appreciate it, sir. Uh, thank you so much for your leadership, and uh, thanks for being on the Eagle Hour today. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate you guys, man. Jeremy McLean, Athletics Director at the University of Southern Mississippi. Great leader. Uh, gave you some great answers today, and uh, looking forward to Thursday, September 3rd against South Alabama. We'll take a break. Kelly Center next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Friday, third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Home of the 895 lunch, home of the 1987 Casey Fisher Southern Miss basketball poster. Slade White and his great staff over there, eager to serve you. Stop by and see them. They proudly support the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Brandon in 
Uh, no, I'm in Laurel. You're in Hattiesburg. Sorry, I got mixed up. It's just one of those things. I usually, with Bob out, everything's off. But uh, Bob's out today. Luke in Laurel. Brandon in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander now on the phone. And just greatly appreciate Jeremy McLean's uh, transparency, his honesty, and uh, you know, just walking us through how all that happened. Kelly, I know you were listening to that interview. What were some of the things that, that uh, Jeremy said that, that just kind of stood out to you? I appreciated the fact that that he that uh, that he was willing to put it out there that look there's going to be some really tough challenges uh, for the athletic department in the future, particularly financial. Then, as he mentioned, that's no different than the Power Five schools. Just on you know, just on a percentage wise, it's just going to be it's going to be tough. And he wasn't afraid to to address that. You know, lots of times. Um, you know, media people don't like asking questions like that, but. That's the that's the number one question, you know, that I get all the time from Southern Miss fans is, well, where where are we getting where are we getting money? How are we going to be able to do this? So I was glad that um, that he addressed that. I was also glad to see that the that the Tulane game isn't going to like you is not going to affect the the future four game series with Tulane, and I'm hoping that that one good thing that might come out of this whole COVID mess, Luke is I would like to see Southern Miss and other schools, too, and I think from a monetary standpoint, it's going to make a lot of sense to a lot of schools to start booking these more regional games. You know, like this year, the Eagles have got South Alabama. They've got Tulane. Those are easy drives, even when the Eagles are on the road, you know, for Eagle fans to make. You know, book the games with Monroe. Book the games with, you know, Louisiana Lafayette, uh, you know, Troy. These other schools, it just it just makes sense, and I hope that that will that that will continue to be um, kind of interesting. You know, I was kind of interested that uh, that Troy wasn't in the mix, considering he just came from Troy. But I don't know about that dynamic, you know, anymore because Troy's new athletic director used to be our assistant athletic director. Remember Brent Jones, who yeah. was at Southern Miss, is is now the AD at Troy. But but to recap quickly again, the fact that he addressed. The financial situation of what's going on and and how those games uh, with Tennessee Tech and, and Tulane got to be. You mentioned that Brett McMurphy just reporting right now from Stadium that Louisiana Tech and Louisiana Monroe will play in Shreveport November twenty first to replace the SEC opponent uh, that was on their schedule. So yeah, I, I think it's it speaks to that, and I think that's kind of where the future is going to be with Southern Miss football. I, I found it interesting also that. Uh, people were saying, why don't we reach out to an ACC opponent? Jeremy was basically saying, a, even though you get money, a flight game right now is really not the option, which I didn't, I didn't get time to ask him about the Liberty game, but I found that interesting when they were looking to replace opponents, it was only going to be bus games only. And when the Big 12 came out with their nine conference games plus one, one of the stipulations they put on that plus one is it had to be played at the Big 12's field, whatever the Big 12 school was, it had to be a home game for them. And when you look at the subtext of that announcement, that's why the Big 12 doesn't want their teams uh, traveling you know, on the road or flying. So they said, if you want to book that extra game, that's fine, but it has to be a home game. So, And, and the, you, you don't think about the flying so much, but it certainly is valid because um, you know, you're, you're stuck in there for 
three or four hours or however long. And, I mean, you know the airlines are doing what they can to, to make things safe and and having things disinfected. But still, people, you know, just not to take that chance. What I what I also appreciated from uh, Jeremy, just he is – He's very well connected and just talked about how, yeah, it was a big deal to, to get Tulane up here, but it really wasn't a big deal to get Tulane up here, which I was uh, I was pretty pretty amazed by how quickly some of that stuff goes down. Obviously, they did their homework, and they knew something was coming, so they put plans in place. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, even, even getting Tulane after the SEC makes that announcement, pretty quick. And, and that's what I feel about Jeremy McClain's leadership, and that's why – uh, probably in the most unprecedented time, Southern Miss fans aren't freaking out is because you you feel like he is more than sufficient. You you feel like he is, he wants to be here, and you feel like he he has the expertise of what you see from from huge programs, and we have that as our own athletic director. Well, and and make no mistake, Luke, it it behooves Tulane to come up here because, as you so noted on this program either earlier this week or late last week, Tulane is making inroads in Mississippi as far as recruiting goes. With Bobby Hall's uh, son down there as the offensive coordinator, of course, Bobby Hall, the the longtime high school coach in Mississippi. So it it behooves Tulane to come up here. It it strengthens their ability to recruit if if they're looking at Mississippi kids and say, hey, man, we're, you know, we're not afraid to play right there in your own backyard. So even if you do come with us, your folks will still get to come and see you play right there in their own backyard. So <laughs> there's something in it for Tulane as well. So I'm gl- glad it worked out. They got the Watts twins from, from Pedal starting quarterback this year, Keon Howard from Laurel. That's an it- We haven't even talked about that. That's interesting. Keon comes back to the Rock for his senior year. That That's pretty interesting. Um Getting outside, talking nationally, big story out of Louisville uh, that you were telling me about off air. Yeah, earlier earlier this week we mentioned that the Louisville volleyball and soccer teams have immediately had to shut down uh, their practices because of a COVID outbreak. Now Louisville athletic officials, in doing some uh, interviewing and finding out what was going on up there, apparently three of the soccer players on that Louisville team, outside, of course, of protocols and rules, hosted a party a couple of weeks ago when they were told specifically that there was to be none of that going on. The soccer players hosted a party, and at that time, several different people they traced and found were infected at that party. And the three soccer players that hosted that party have been kicked off the team and have been stripped of their scholarships because now the soccer and volleyball teams did have to shut down because of a COVID um, outbreak. So there are consequences to your actions. And unfortunately, you know, Dr. Thomas Dobbs here in Mississippi has said the biggest age group now, the, the most numbers of infections are coming from that 20 to 29 age group. And there's an example in Louisville where it has happened and it's going to set two of the Cardinals sports teams behind because of a COVID outbreak. I hate it. Um, but it's, we're just we're just living in a different time right now. I uh, I was just looking um, on Twitter and a local news uh, station up there is now saying that there were actually twenty nine cases from that one party. Wow! And twenty nine. <laughs> I mean, it started it started out as three, and then the three turned out to be six. And now apparently the six has, has multiplied to twenty nine. That just shows you how how contagious 
you know, this thing is. And I know the college kids are saying, well, you know, we can weather it. You know, and you hope, you hope that that's the case. Uh, and statistics have proven that they do, you know, uh, weather it much better than older people. But if these students are, you know, going to classes with older professors and, and their mom and dad and Mima and Peepaw, that's where you get into problems. But the fact that, that the players hosted this party when they were told specifically there was to be none of that going on, it's a very unfortunate uh, situation. But now those three athletes are no longer athletes, at least at the University of Louisville. And you got to think that Louisville's, they know what they're talking about, basically removing scholarships. Because when you talk about stripping scholarships, particularly at the first part of a, of a season, that's a huge decision because, I mean, you know, in, in most of these cases, you always pity the, the individual athlete. You never pity the institution. You never pity the university, but they got to have, you know, basically policies, procedures, and all that on their side as an athletic department if they're going to cut and get rid of three guys that were on scholarship. But Luke, you, you were a college athlete. If you were told not to have a party and then you had one, I mean, what, what's your reaction to what Louisville did? I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're they're right. I'm just saying they have to have all their eyes dotted and t's crossed to be able to pull the trigger like that because that's oh yeah yeah but, that's but a big deal. Have, but you don't you don't have any problem with Louisville pulling those scholarships for those kids. No, not at all. I'm just saying okay. there was no question about this. You don't go public like that and basically kick kids out of a university because that's what by default they're doing. They never go back to to Louisville. They never do that. You know right. they're going to go somewhere else. So. And the question is, will some other uh, you know university allow them to transfer there? But yeah, to to be able just to remove scholarships like that, Louisville knew what they were doing, knew there would be no retribution because of it, and uh, basically, you know, I guess had all the lawyers on there. Maybe they hired some of those SEC lawyers, you know, that wrote up those contracts with Auburn and other stuff like that. Well, but see, again, it was a soccer party, but it's effective volleyball team too because I guess some of the volleyball players, you know, were at that party, so. It's very unfortunate, but uh, lesson learned for sure. Lesson learned. We'll take another break. Kelly and I will talk some breaking news. Um, We just talked to schedule Southern Miss uh, getting plugging in Tennessee Tech, plugging in Tulane. One of those games might possibly not happen. Stick around on the Eagle Hour. We'll tell you about it next segment. Stick with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment of Eagle Hour brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke from the First Bank Studios in downtown Laurel Brandon in Hattiesburg. Bob off today. He'll be back Monday. Kelly Sander with us on the phone. Kelly, we spent the first uh, two segments talking to Jeremy McLean about the schedule changes and the great job he's done. Um, Tennessee Tech is in uh, is an FCS school out of the Ohio Valley, Um, and FCS are some rumblings in the FCS about maybe or maybe not they will actually play football this fall. The Big Sky Conference, Luke, yesterday announced that they will not be playing football this fall, and I'm sure you'll have a list of the 
of the schools that that encompasses in the big sky. But the commissioner of the big sky, Tom Wistersill, is now leading a charge for all FCA, FCS schools to move their schedule to the spring so that they can uh, have a championship and, and perhaps compete for a championship out of the Big Sky Conference. The Big Sky Conference bills itself as the leader of FCS football. But if that movement gets legs uh, and Commissioner Wistersill gets his way, all the FCS schools will move football to the spring. And if that is the case, and of course it's a big maybe, but if that happens, then because Tennessee Tech is an FCS school, they would they would not play football this fall. So the very game that Southern Miss just booked with Tennessee Tech on September 19th, that game might get pulled out from underneath the Eagles. We hope it doesn't happen, but there is a concentrated effort uh, by, by some of the FCS leadership to move the games, all FCS football games, to the spring. So I just found it really interesting that that uh, Jeremy's last comments were, you know, a decision we made last week could completely change tomorrow, uh, that everything is so fluid. And this just underscores what he said. So just, just as the ink is drying on the Tennessee Tech contract, and, and again, right now the game is scheduled and it will be played. But if some leadership in the FCS has their way, that game will not be played because Tennessee Tech would be playing their games in the spring. So the very latest here on the Eagle Hour. Wistersill, the Big Sky Commission, uh, this is his quote from the press release. We'll be working with other FCS commissioners and NCAA leadership to get this train moving. Our plan is to build a spring conference schedule that leads into the playoffs and hopefully one of our teams winning a national championship. So the Big Sky Conference, uh, this Eastern Washington, Idaho, Idaho State, Montana, Montana State, Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado, Portland State, Sacramento State, Southern Utah, and Weber State. And, uh, of course, the Ohio Valley Conference, uh, where uh, Tennessee Tech belongs to, part of the football championship subdivision, Southern Miss in the football bowl subdivision. And that's why some of those teams I, I mentioned to you, that's why you'll see them in, in uh, NCAA baseball and NCAA tournament. Football is the only uh, sport that's really divided into those two subdivisions. Uh, but yeah, that would be crazy wild if that were to happen. But you got to think, I mean, it's in uh, Tennessee Tech's best interest, Kelly, to play a FBS school like Southern Miss. If, if they're playing football this fall, you know, for sure. Otherwise, it, it really wouldn't matter uh, one way or the other. And you would have to think that when that type of movement gets underway, it really has to be all of us or none of us. You know, it's either we're all going to go or nobody's going to go. So again, we're hoping we're hoping that um, for whatever reason, maybe that it's too late to get that movement um, uh, underway or whatever. We're hoping, of course, that that game remains uh, being played September nineteenth in Hattiesburg. But if it doesn't, I don't know if Jeremy still has the list uh, there in the top drawer of his desk. <laughs> who would be next, or or maybe just a bye week? Who who knows, man? It's it really is fluid and ever changing. He will he will get it done. PGA Championship going on in San Francisco, California. Uh, a couple of familiar names towards uh, towards the top leader at eight under. Uh, seeing what Tiger did today. Tiger two under shot a, a sixty eight yesterday. Justin Rose, Brooke Kepska, Zach Johnson, all at four under. I might do that this afternoon. I, Kelly, I've been cleaning up the yard lately. 
And uh, let me just tell you, um, I know one of the effects of the fall of man was briars out of the ground. Uh, it doesn't specifically say in Genesis, but I think privet hedge was uh, after the fall of man too. Um, I know briars were. I'm pretty sure mosquitoes were created by the Lord after the fall. But but privet hedge, uh, my chainsaw doesn't like it. I know you're not supposed to really cut it that way. Uh, so when I try to do some hand uh, clippers, they don't like it either. It just, uh, I don't know if you've ever cleared a fence row or, or, or fooled with privet hedge, but it is horrible. I don't even know what privet hedge is. I, it sounds like something you need surgery for, you know. I got a bad, <laughs> a bad case of privet hedge. <laughs> What were you just getting over that Bob helped you? He gave you that homemade uh, medication for a couple weeks ago. Rickets, which is what the old pilgrims and and old uh, colonial sailors used to get. Hey, one note from uh, Major League Baseball, another uh, negative test loop for the St. Louis Cardinals. So they've got like 17 players uh, and personnel tested positive for COVID. So. No more games for the Cardinals, at least through this weekend. Everybody else, good to I'm, go. I'm, I'm really not laughing because I'm a Cubs fan and I hate the Cardinals. I'm just thinking, isn't there some baseball stadium named Ricketts Field? So. <laughs> I'm trying, that does sound familiar, doesn't it? All right. Have a good weekend, Kelly. You too, buddy. Oh, uh, we're, we're laughing. It means it's a good way to end the week. Southern Miss, seven home games. Thank you for joining us. Bob will be back Monday. We'll catch you then. And as always, Southern Miss. To the top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.